0: Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of The Friendly Outsider. I'm Jay, The Friendly Outsider, and this is my podcast. You can find us on all the podcasting places. Since you're already listening to this, I'm guessing you already know that. That said, if you're watching it, you might want to listen to it on audio rather than watching it on video. And you can find all the links to everything on on www.friendly-outsider.com. If you would like this podcast on a podcasting host that it, or like system that it's not on, let me know and I'll get it on there pretty quick because that is what I do. So this is my first tech talk. This is all about podcasts. Well, maybe not all about podcasts, but some stuff about podcasts. I'm going to talk about them a little. This is for the layman, so if you don't know much about tech, I'm going to try and word this in ways that you can understand. Um, you know, easily, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I, You know, if it is too technical, let me know so I can know in the future how to adjust it. Um, going back to my website, friendly-outsider.com, you can find all the links to subscribe and follow me on everything. You can donate to me on Patreon if you're so inclined to and enjoy what I do, and you can find out where to listen to it and read blogs as I start posting them, and et cetera, et cetera. So, to move on, Today's episode is about podcasts, and you know, I thought I'd start first with about my own background into podcasts, um, like how I got into them. So a few years back, I was talking to my friend Rob, um, AKA the Sensei, and you'll find out why that is later on as I get to it, but um, I was talking to him one day, and I believe this was 2016, in in the later part of the year. I started to say the fall but you know as someone who just spent the last few years in Australia seasons get a little weird when you're on the other hemisphere and it's hard to make comparisons of times of the year with season because it's all the other way around so that's why I switched from saying the fall which is what I was thinking or the autumn I went to the latter part of the year but anyways so Rob introduced me to podcasts and or he, he told me about the Joe Rogan podcast, and I'm like the Joe Rogan podcast. I mean, I knew who he was. He was doing commentators for UFC, which I enjoy watching. And and uh, and I was like, he has a podcast? Yeah. I was like, is it any good? Yeah. It's I listen to it all the time. I was like, how long is it? Three hours. I was like, three hours. What does he do? Once a week? He's like, no, almost every day. I was like, every day. And like, I couldn't believe this. I mean, I'd never even really I mean, I heard of podcasts. People were talking about them, and people were doing them, but I didn't really know what they were. I didn't know what they were about. I um and so, but I mean, I like Rob, he's my buddy, and he gave me a recommendation, so I started listening to the podcast, and it turned out he had a bunch of different famous people on it, Um, and so I, you know, he was already at like 800 episodes or something. I was like, 800 episodes? And uh, so I went back and listened to some with famous people um, that I liked, and you know, and it was really quite interesting, and I found it for me, it was really good because uh, I was working, you know, I had my own company in Japan at the time and I was uh, I was doing the work for my company as well as programming, but also, you know, just various stuff. And it, it, podcasting, listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, I could plug it into my ears and listen to it while I was working, doing other stuff without having to focus on it too much. And if I wandered off in my brain for a while and then came back to it, it was okay. Maybe I missed some conversation, maybe not. Um, but I, I just found that an interesting way to listen. For me, it, it worked well. I, I like to have sort of background noise while I work too, to sort of balance out the noise in my brain, I guess. Um, and so, I actually only listened to that podcast for a good year or more maybe even, but over time I started listening to a few more others and uh, and I was like, oh, these are interesting. And I generally swing towards comedy podcasts, although I've listened to a few others, like sort of, not murder mysteries, but like uh, documentary type stuff about like crime, past crimes and stuff like that. And uh, I quite like it. Um, and eventually, uh, back to the Sensei Rob where I got into that, is we decided to do a podcast together which is called Sensei and the Geek which is still out there if you'd like to see it you can find it I'm not gonna go into I'm not gonna uh, push my other podcast because we don't do that one anymore but that's about as much as I'll say but when we did this podcast um, it's about Japan essentially I mean he and I both were long-termers in Japan at the time I built the website around the podcast and it was really quite technically difficult to figure out how to do everything like how to link up to both how to like get the podcast on to the podcasting um, apps like Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and stuff but also just like how to link it to all the different social networking sites and and patron to get paid and YouTube and blah 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 if you if you haven't I mean I was able to do it some of it I had to figure out because this is what I did slash do but The average person isn't going to be able to do that because they're not a tech person like me and uh and it was difficult and so i realized at this time i was like huh well you know i see an opportunity there so the reason i'm bringing this up is because i need to be full disclosure on this I am currently building an, a platform on which people can host podcasts. and when I say people it could be you know Dave down the road who has no idea how to do anything technical whatsoever it just wants to log in. And, re- and push record and record the podcast right there to uh, you know organizations that run multiple podcasts and need like to be able to sign uh, members of their organization to which podcast they're able to do which permissions on. So maybe on one podcast they're a blog author and ed- another one they're a blog editor or something like that. You know, there's a uh, it can be all divvied up. So I'm building a platform like this that will allow uh, podcasts to be hosted. So I do have a bit of a vested interest in this topic. Just thought that needed full disclosure, but. Um, And another point to this, FriendlyOutsider.com, Friendly-Outsider.com, I wanna be clear, I somehow got the other domain name snagged on me. Friendly-Outsider.com is actually hosted on my platform. So I created an account on my platform and I've created Friendly-Outsider.com. It's not ready for the rest of the world to do that yet because the account that I created basically lets you do A lot of stuff which I need to break it down a little more but this is what I'm working towards with my March 31st goal that I've set for myself is to have a beta ready for that anyways that's a personal thing it's kind of getting off topic here I just wanted to have my full disclosure there so what I'm actually gonna talk about in this here podcast is first what is a podcast Um, which is kind of silly because you're listening to one so you already have some sort of idea but I'm just gonna talk a bit about that some more and uh, you know, what, uh, what that term actually uh, en- like encompasses, because it, uh, what it used to mean and what it now means have sort of changed a little bit. And then I'm gonna explain a little bit about how podcasts are distributed, how it, uh, the system works on the back end on a technical level, but I'm gonna try and keep it to the layman's level so that you know, those of you who might not, or have your eyes glazed over generally when people talk about tech, can still understand it, and your eyes don't need to glaze over. And then I'll even add a couple words of lingo so that you can talk like the pros. Um, and so then I'm going to talk about why I think podcasts matter. And like, uh, and I think why they matter is also why they've gr- like gotten to where they are at the time, and I'll, I'll touch on that. And then I'm going to talk about how they're, they're marketed and how they're promoted. And then finally, um, how people are like making money off them if they are, or what other motivations people have for doing podcasts, why they would do it. Um, for example, Sensei and the Geek, uh, we never made a cent off it, and I spent quite a bit, and I invested a lot of time, but it was just something fun to do, so. Um, so let's start off with, what is a podcast? Now, for those of you on video, you'll, know I'm, you'll notice I'm looking down a bit, because I wanted this nice backdrop of snow for the thing, but I don't have anywhere to put my computer. But Try and do this one-handed with my Mac. There's a good chance there's gonna be a blooper reel here where I drop my Mac and break it and swear a lot and then have to cut that all out and go buy a new Mac and try this again. But I'm doing it anyways. So what is a podcast? So Wikipedia, it says, a podcast is an episodic series of digital audio files that a user can download in order to listen. Alternatively, the word podcast may refer to the individual component of such a series or to an individual media file. So, I mean, that actually covers it pretty good. Um, traditionally, when podcasts first came out, it was essentially just a, a file, like uh, or, or a series of files. You could look at it either way, but it, how they came out, there's different ways, and I'm gonna actually touch on that a little bit, but really, at its core, that's what a podcast is. It's just an audio file that allows people to listen to it, and they're distributed so that people can listen to to them in series, in, in an order, or or at least in a list. Um, so within the files, however, you start to get a little more things. So MP3 files allow for what's called metadata to be written to the file. Another file format to do as well, but I've just, MP3 is a pretty common one for podcasts. And when metadata is information in a file about the file. So for example, have you ever, I mean, sometimes on like a car stereo, I've seen this, this might even be outdated information, that's one thing about being out of the society for a long time, I don't know if we're like, my references might be a little off sometime, but I've seen on car stereos where it'll have like the title of the track and the album, and then it'll have a little like cover image of the album or whatever on there for you to see with the track, and that's, what that is is when someone Save that file. They also wrote metadata to the file, like the title and maybe a description even, and then the album name and then the year it came out. And they also included even an image file inside the the audio file that is the cover image, so that when you play it on a stereo, you get that little icon with the cover image on the side. So that's all. That's all information. The file itself is an audio file. You listen to it, but there's metadata. It's data about the file that that's written inside it. And actually. MP3s have a wide range of files, and there's a set range of files specifically. They're called uh, IV. uh, Well, now I'm having a blank out. IV3. No, IP3V2. You know, I work with this every day, and all of a sudden, when I'm recording it live, well, not live, but I'm not going to pause it, I can't think of the name. Anyways, ID3. ID3 tags is what they are called so and there it's on version 2 and so uh, these tags give there's like a set number of tags that you can put on and therefore because they're standardized um, various audio players or even software or you know on the internet or even scrapers can pick up information about the, the file without actually playing the whole audio file so this for example this would allow um say, Google to index audio files. Like they can't hear the content, but they can still get a whole bunch of information so that when you're searching for information about something, that audio file could potentially come up as a result because the metadata says that it contains like the type of information you're looking for. So, what happens with a podcast is someone records a podcast somewhere. Now, this could happen multiple ways, but the standard way is, well, I shouldn't even say the standard way. There's all sorts of ways. The way I'm doing it, which is the simple way, because I'm a one-man team right now, um, is I'm holding my iPhone right now and I'm talking to my iPhone. And the great thing is, is we live in an age where iPhones are, uh, or well, just uh, sorry, phones have great cameras and videos in them, and we're able to do this. And what I will eventually do is I'll post this video to the YouTube channel for the Friendly Outsider. But then I'll actually strip the audio from the video and I'll turn that into the podcast that gets put out on iTunes and everything. So now I've got an audio file. Now some people will do that in a studio, and that's what I was gonna say is the common way, but I don't know if that is the common way. I don't really know what, like there's a lot of podcasts. I don't know, maybe what I'm doing is more common than than that, I'm not too sure. but. Regardless of how it happens, somehow an audio file is generated and that becomes the podcast and then someone writes the metadata to the file or they don't, which a lot of podcasters don't because this is one of those technical hurdles I was talking about, which if you've never done this, figuring out how to do it is difficult and you have to sometimes, to get good software to do it, you have to pay for it or if you're going to do it like... I do it on the command line, which is, you know, when you see in movies, they're typing, and it's just a black screen with a text on it. I mean, I do with that, but that's the technical hurdle, right? So most people can't do these things. Um, and, but anyways, if that step does happen, the tags are written, and then they upload the file somewhere public on the internet. So somewhere to a server. They... they You know, that could be anything. Now, some people use like SoundCloud, for example, when we did Sensei and the Geek, that's where we hosted it. You could also use Dropbox, um, and we tried that, and I switched off it for some reason. I don't remember exactly, but there's any, basically, if you have a way of getting a file onto the internet where people can access it, you can then have a podcast. Now, again, another technical hurdle, because most of you are probably saying, I don't know how to get a file somewhere on the internet, but I'm just kind of explaining how it works. I'll I'll get to, well, actually, since I've already been very transparent about the fact that I'm building a platform, my platform will handle all the writing of the ID3 tags I was talking about, as well as uh, handle the upload. You just click upload and upload a file, or you'll even be able to click record and record a podcast right then and there, and then have that become your podcast. But I digress, this is not entirely meant to be a sales, a sales pitch, but it's really meant to be about podcasts, but I mean, hey, I'm using the opportunity while I got it, because this is my platform, both the Friendly Outsider as well as the platform I'm building. So to move onwards with that, um, you will be able to do that. So the file has to get on the internet, or onto the internet somewhere where it's publicly accessible. And then you create a document. A doc, you just think of like a word document even if you're, you know, old school um, Windows user or whatnot, but just anything. And you create a document that basically says, all right, here is my podcast. My podcast is named The Friendly Outsider. Um, it's whole website is friendly-outsider.com and blah, 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 and I say about it, I give it a description, I say some other things, I say whether it's explicit or not, because some podcasts are and some aren't, and Mine." I'm aiming to generally not, be although, hey, you know, maybe I will have somewhere I check that box because I set up my system to allow me to check that explicit box. Anyways, uh, and so, you know, it's anyways the uh, the inform- the document says a bunch of information about the podcast, and then it lists off all the episodes, each of the episodes of the podcast, um, and. And then now you have a document basically that is like, hey, this is the podcast, this is what it's about, here's each episode and here's what each episode is about. And now you put that somewhere publicly accessible on the internet. And I'm gonna stop repeating that my system can do this because you can just understand that I'm, because I understand all this stuff and I know it needs to be done, I'm building a system that can handle that. So, to skip on to that. So you have a document now, you have two things. You have one, you have your audio file that is your episode and then you have another document that says where all your episodes are. And when I say where they are, I'm gonna hit my first technical term here. This is called a URL. I think most people have probably heard of this. It's a... Uniform, or Universal Resource Locator. So basically it means one URL is like, that's unique. It's always gonna be unique in the end, so that's why it's, uh, it's uni- and anywhere on the internet, if you use that same address, you're gonna get the, the, the thing that's at that address. So that's why it's universal, and it's a resource, which is a web page is what they call it, and it's a locator, it's finding it, it's a URL. Um, and so, now I've got it, and so the document, this is the next technical word I'm gonna put in there, that document I talked about that describes the podcast and says what the list of episodes are, that's called an RSS feed. Um, and that's about all I need to really say about that, but it just, it, this is a standardized format that, that you write a certain way, and it talks about the podcast. So the next thing I do is I've got, now I've got my document that says, hey, this is my podcast, and I've put it up, I've, I've I pasted it on a public billboard where anyone can see it, and that's what giving it a URL is. And so now it's on this billboard, and, um, and I go over, I walk over to Apple Podcasts, and I knock on the door, and I'm and I say, hey, Apple Podcasts. And they're like, well, who, who are you? And I say, well, I'm Jay Friendly. And they're like, yeah? Do you have a website? And I say, yes, my website is friendly-outsider.com. And they're like, okay, well here, what's your username? And we'll give you a password so you can get in and next time. I'm like, okay, so I go on, I'm like, okay, go to that desk. That's where you register your your podcast. So I walk over to that desk, that desk and I say, hey guys, I have a new podcast. And they say, do you now? Where is your podcast? And I say, well, I say that document, my RSS feed, is uh, I posted it on the public billboard app and I tell them the URL where that RSS feed is. And they say, okay, we'll check on that. And so every 15 minutes or so, they send their guy over there, they say, hey, you know, Stanley, run over and check and see if the Friend the Outsider has any new podcasts. And Stanley runs over there and he comes back and he's like, yep, or nope. And so whenever I have a new podcast, I just go paste it on that same board. And they, so anytime Stanley checks and there's a new one, he gets runs back and he says, yeah, there's a new one. And they write it down in their books and now they have a record of that podcast so that's my simple way of explaining how it works is that it um, is the RSS feed I just update that every time I create a new podcast on the site and Apple periodically checks that that RSS feed now I've also gone to Google and I've gone to stitcher and I've gone to Spotify and I've gone to blueberry and all the other ones and I've done the same process I've said hey I've got this podcast and you can find the RSS feed at this URL And so they periodically check, and if there's a new one, then they list it on their app. The iTunes, uh, or sorry, the Apple Podcast app, or the Google Play app, or or, sorry, uh, that's not what it's called. But any, whichever app you're using, listen to your podcast. Um, And so so if someone tells me that they found a podcasting app that doesn't have the Friendly Outsider, what I'll do then is I'll go, I just Google, I say, you know, whatever named app, Subscribe or uh, register podcast, and then it, you get a page on Google and it says you can register your podcast at this feed, and you paste your RSS feed in, and there you go. You, you, often you have to create an account, but sometimes they've already found it, and they say claim this podcast, so that I found that to be an interesting one. Like somehow they've already discovered, um, and my, mine's only been up for a couple weeks, but they've already discovered my podcast, so. So that's the simple way to understand what how a podcast feed works. The podcaster puts the, the audio file up somewhere on the internet and then creates a list that says where, what episodes there are and the apps go in they, they check it periodically to see if there's a new one. Then when a user presses play on their app, they actually just directly stream the file from wherever it is on the internet to the user. So you right now, you're listening to this podcast likely on my server um, and... Because, you know, if it's in the future sometime, maybe it's changed, who knows. But at the time when I've at least put this out, it's being hosted on my own personal servers. And you're being streamed through the uh, whichever app you're listening to, to listen to that. All right, so let's see, where was I at? Um, now, the interesting thing is that what this means is podcasts are now essentially like on-demand radio. Like what I'm doing right now, What I'm talking to you people, which is kind of a rude way to say it, isn't it? But I'm talking to the people who are listening to this. Let's phrase that a little more politely. Um, and I'm. This is essentially radio, as it used to be, but I don't have a company. All I've got is a phone, and I've got a server now that I'm gonna upload this to, but I'm trying to set up my thing so that you don't even need a server. You just need to log in and have an account on my system, right? And so um, it, it means that it's brought, uh, The power of communication to the masses, to everyone, well not everyone, some people don't have a phone or any kind of recording device, so I'm being a little presumptuous with that, but you know, to the masses by far. The masses are now able to broadcast to other masses, it's a many to many relationship, and this is something we've never had throughout the history of humanity, so this is a new thing on-demand radio and you know it's interesting um if you think back in the 80s i believe late 80s with christian slater there was a movie called pump up the volume and he was running like an underground radio out of his garage or something like that that was like rebel and fight the power and blah 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 and it was i love that movie at the time but and in the end they chased him down they used like triangulation of his thing to figure out where he was broadcasting from they came and crashed it in and they took him down and it was like a real rebel movie. I it, it as the outsider, the friend of the outsider really appealed to me. I I quite liked it. And, um but you know, now <laughs> I'm doing what Christian Slater was doing, and potentially to a wider audience, probably not, you know, in his little local thing, he had a bunch of people, that was the whole point of the movie. But I mean, I'm literally speaking to the entire planet right now, because, while well, that's not entirely true, but a good portion of it has will have access to me talking about this. Now, of course, they're not all going to listen to me, but, you know, the point is made. Um, and so. You know, podcasts while they are audio files, what's interesting is there is a way to somehow to do it with video now as well. So um, I've only seen it. CNN had like a CNN Ten app, and it's like a ten every day or like five days a week they put out like a quick little ten minute episode that like just gives some of the world news of the day, and it's I found it quite interesting. Um, but they do they embed video into it somehow. And I actually haven't really dug into it any deeper on this because I have I'm not just at that point yet. So I don't know if they're actually creating a video file and then on their list of five of episodes on their RSS feed um, that they're just listing to a, a video file, or if they're actually embedding video, maybe as metadata, into the audio file, just from a purely in, like uh What's that called educated guess being a technical guy I'd say I guess probably the former is more likely because you know you could theoretically embed video into as metadata into an audio file but then what's the audio file so I don't think that is Um, I just know that when you play that oh maybe they're doing a video file actually for the cover art because that's actually I don't know I'm not gonna speculate anymore um so and at one of the, you know, podcasts, they have often are talking, but one thing I've realized is they could potentially be for other avenues as well. Like I listen to a comedy podcast that travels around a little bit, and they record their comedy show live, and then they put it out as podcasts. And DJs could do this as well. You know, I talked to a DJ the other day here in Vancouver, and he puts out a mix every week. And so he puts it onto SoundCloud, um, but you could easily... Like he's putting his mixes, you know, once a week he has them. You could easily just create the RSS document that lists off his DJ episodes, and then tell it to all the podcasting services, Apple Podcasts or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it increases their listenership because these these podcasts, I'm gonna call them directories, like the uh, Apple Podcasts and whatnot. You know, they put out notifications, and they're they're easy to use on most people's devices by default. Um, and it, it, you know, it's uh, it'll. It's just a really easy way to get through to people when you have serialized, episodic something. Which, if you do put out something every week, it is. I mean, it's not serialized in that you need to listen to each week in order to understand what's happening. But it's just regular, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. There's probably a more proper word for that, but that's what I'm going with. Um, So the history of podcasts, just to go back into it a little bit, is um, the original RSS feed um, outline, the spec we call this. Now spec is the rules by which some technology happens. Um, the original rules that, that defined the RSS feed, so the rules that said when you create a podcast RSS feed, it has to look this way, so you have to have this and this that says this with this value, like so name, is blah. I, sorry I'm getting too technical, I'm gonna get off. Anyways, the spec was in 2000. The name, the term podcast originally actually comes from iPod plus broadcast, so people were doing it on iPods a lot and there were some independent developers who had some apps that were able to do it. Now Apple at one point sued them all and got them to stop using iPod with it and so now that's why it's entirely a podcast. Uh, but that's where the pod part of it comes from, it's actually from the original iPod which, you know, for some of the younger folk out there, and I found out that my youngest listener is actually six years old and shout out to Lemmy, she's awesome. But. Uh, you know, they aren't even gonna know what an iPod was. So this was like a music device before the iPhones and stuff like that. And that's where the I and iPhone comes from, is from the I and iPod, which came from probably the I in I slash me or something. So, um, you know, they were originally independent developers, but then with the iTunes 4.9, Apple released the ability to listen to iPods directly. And that's really when they kicked off and launched hard. So, according to podcasthosting.org, there are 820,000 podcasts on the internet as of February 2020, um, which is also when I'm recording this. So, another site I set, found said 700,000, so you know, that's it's up for questioning, but it's a lot, that's one thing we can say. It's more than any of us are ever gonna be listening to. And podcasthosting.org said there's uh, 28 million episodes out there. And uh, you know this is just one of them. So thanks for listening to this one with a tw- selection of 28 million. The fact that you're even this far into this one here, thanks. Anyways, uh, and then for 51% of the U.S. population, 144 million people, which actually doesn't work out right because there's more people than that. But maybe that's listener age because you can't count babies or something. Um, but anyways, 51% of the U.S. population or 144 million, or maybe those somehow are the same, have listened to podcasts. 22% listen to podcasts weekly. Um, And for listeners, it's roughly evenly balanced between men and women. This site said 54 to 46% male to female. Uh, I found another one that said actually 52% male, 48% male. So listeners are quite evenly balanced between the sexes. And the majority of listeners, 80%, are between 12 and 54 years old. Uh, you know, anyone 55 and over, over was quite a small percentage. Um, they're not listening as much as the younger folks. So it does seem to be a medium that uh, hits the younger, or the younger age group seem to find appealing quite a bit. Um, I also found uh, some other facts, well, some other uh, numbers, you know, whether they're facts or not. Um, there's over 100 languages that you can find podcasts in. And the average listener, I think this one was American, is listening to six hours and 37 minutes of podcasts a week. So that's like, not what TV levels ever were or have been, but that is a lot of listening, six hours a week. I mean, that's, a, that's quite a bit. So, so why do podcasts even matter? Like, it, it, you know. What does it matter and I'm gonna get a little bit like um, more I, I'm a bit of an optimist and stuff like that and I like to look at stuff from a tech perspective as I do and so I'm gonna talk about why I think they matter um, I think there's two issues here that need to be considered one is that there's a lot of negativity on the internet I think we all know that um, and you know the internet it's a new communication tool and, uh, and you know some people are like well it's not that new it's 25 years but if you look at like compare that to humanity, which is thousands of years or tens or I don't I think maybe 50,000 but I'm really kind of not in my wheelhouse of numbers not right now but you know we when you consider the 25 years that the internet's been around where all of a sudden every, most of humanity is suddenly has the ability to communicate with the most of the rest of humanity 25 years is not long and so we got this like we're still figuring it out now i want I think, uh, well, at least people in my generation and older will know Lord of the Flies. This is was a story and eventually a movie, I believe, as well, about a bunch of kids who get into a shipwreck or a plane crash. I can't remember exactly which. And end up on an island with no adults around. And everything descends into, into uh, like, tribes. And they're, they're, like, violence. And I think there's murder at some point, if I recall correctly. But then they get rescued after that. And it's, it's a bit of a mess. But it's kind of like... Uh, with the absence of people to teach them what to do, the kids go crazy. And, you know, that's not implausible. I don't know, like, exactly what that book was based on. I've taught children, though, and I've been a child, <laughs> as have others, and you see, like, the things you read. And, I mean, it's easy for the youth to, without guidance, um, do some mean stuff. And on that same note, the internet is the same it's easy for people who uh, like there's no one there's no boss there's no guidance so anytime you get a non anonymity you get people doing stuff that's negative and you know it's uh, like i'm gonna somewhat read the comments for this podcast but one thing i'm gonna have to learn to do is turn off emotions because if if it goes as well as I hope it does, at some point I'm gonna to have to deal with people saying some stuff that's really not all that nice because you know what, there's stuff that can be said that's not nice about me and that's part of the way the world works, but so I am pretty able to filter that out. I say now, early in my career as a content creator, but um, you know I, I think I should be okay, we'll see how it goes, but um, I, 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 that's me. Now, you imagine those kids in Lord of the Flies, they had no guidance, and so they went a little rough because they had no one teaching them the right way to do it, and they hadn't yet. If you left them and let them grow up, and then they had children, and then those children had children, eventually they're going to start to gain some structure and some rules and some... And they're going to start to have like cultural rules where, you know, when someone says something, they're going to be like, they're going to get struck down for it. But there's still going to be some people, you know, like that nasty guy who just never shuts up and they made the crazy guy on the street. Where unfortunately, in some societies, people just filter them out and ignore him. Or in other societies, people take care of them and put him in or give them care or whatnot. But, you know, it's. um We've learned to, as societies, how to deal with these things. But in the internet, where these kids on the island, we got thrown the internet. And all of a sudden, we can all talk to anyone, and there aren't a set of rules by which anyone ever knew how to communicate properly and effectively on the internet. All we just have was the ability to communicate. And what does that do? Well, it breeds or it exposes a lot of negativity and bad stuff. Um, but it also opens up the tool for a lot of good stuff. So I think. Um, anyways, uh, the point here being those kids on the island, they never had guidance, and so they went off. But if, you know, over time they would develop it because as society moves forward and grows and and you get cultural as well as legal rules, um, things start to get better. And so on the internet, we're still so new into it. So, I'm gonna give some of these are touching on the onto other podcasts I'm gonna do, but this is my tech talk, so hopefully maybe it'll filter out some people listen to the other ones. But uh, the the generation, the baby boomers, that's my parents' generation. They were the people who grew up before the internet was around, and when it came around, they were already essentially established in their ways as it were and so the internet was something they they are able to use it now to some degree but they never have become adept at it for for the most part of course they're outliers but for the most part they have never become as adept at it as younger generations and i think that's fair to say on a generational level i mean anytime if you start applying that to individuals and you know i know some very technically adept people who are baby boomers the next generation in the generation list was generation xers and that's me i'm an X, and um I, when, for me, the internet started in 1995 with Windows 95, and I'm going to keep this real short because this is actually a real part of a longer talk but I'm going to do, but I consider 95 the start of the internet. So I was 19 years old at the time, just gave away my age for anyone who wants to do the math. Um, and so I knew how to live without the internet and even though it came out in 95 I mean it wasn't like it was now It never really kicked in for about a good 10 years like 2005 is when things started really enrolling, I think Facebook is 2004. I mean that kind of gives a bit of perspective so we grew up the Gen Xers without the internet, and we know what it's like to like, you know, hang out and go camping without, without uh, you know, data and signal for the weekend and whatnot. And, but we also, we were young enough when it came out that we've been able to use it pretty good. We were even the pioneers of it. But we never got any, any kind of teaching on how to, do, how to do it, and it also wasn't that bad because it was still so new. But then we had kids and they're, well, some of the boomers did too, but they're they're the millennials, and the millennials got screwed because they got born to the internet. All of a sudden, this new communication tool that allows them all to talk with each other, but no one telling them how to do it and how to protect themselves, not just from other people, but from their own dopamine, is what I have to say how to protect themselves from their own dopamine, like that dopamine surge they get from everything, and they really got it rough. Fortunately, we're getting far enough in where they're having their own like, turmoils, and they're starting to realize, one, that, I mean, that the world is kinda of screwing them over a little bit, but two, that they're they're a mess from this internet thing, so they're growing the kids, or not growing the kids, jeez, my lingo is horrendous here they're um, having and raising the kids that are born into the internet but are now they're starting to become a semblance where the parents uh, their parents were born into it and so they're starting to create these structures and if you think of it like liken it to society you can think of it as say like 100 years ago when um or whatever like 1800s or whatever when it's still kind of cowboy times and uh and how they're you know Originally it was the wild west and that's what we talk about the old wild west but then like structure came in and they started to be like police forces that enforced and and the gang started to become lesser and and then we created like government and rules and military to enforce it on a national level and police forces and that and and along with that we develop culture and what's appropriate and what's not like and so the same thing will happen with the internet. We'll learn to communicate on it. We just haven't yet. And so now we got this negativity on the internet. I talked about there being two points as to why I thought um, podcasts matter. And, um, and uh, that's the first one. Is There's this negativity. But I think podcasts really um, – well, so let's talk about the other one. The other one is what I was talking about earlier, about bringing the power of the people into their hands, anyone with a phone. Anyone with a computer cannot record a podcast. And these two things are happening at the same time, and I think this is what changes it. So the internet, it's a little crazy right now, and at the same time, our entire planet is crazy because the internet, has beca- it's a disruptor. Never, ever have all the people been able to talk to all the people, never. Forever, all the people you talk to were your village. Okay, it got, things got a little further. Maybe your village, and then you maybe you'd hear the village the news from the village over, or maybe a couple villages over. Or if it was big news, you'd hear it from like a few, like you know, the halfway across the province or whatever. You know, it, that's all you heard. But now we've got access to talk to everyone, but we've also got access to everyone's everything, and you know just how the same way that um, well, no, not the same way. Back in the day if you heard something emotionally disturbing, you would hear it periodically, because it's not gonna happen that often in your village or in your, the neighboring villages. And so you you didn't, you paid the emotional price when you heard stuff, you'd be afraid and blah, 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 but you know, it only happened periodically. Of course, you had other stuff to worry about, like you know, your village being raped and pillaged or whatever, but let's just move on past that for the moment. Um, And so then, Sorry, the point I was getting at here was that's how it was back then and then things got more stable. So same with the internet as we start to develop cultural rules like, you know, it's and, and I mean actual legal rules. Although I, I personally infer an open internet where we actually don't and we just learn how to communicate properly and filter out the crap rather than actually like eliminating them to some degree. I mean, it's impossible to eliminate everything. There's a dark way blah, blah, blah. That's a whole line of thought I'm not going to go on to on what I'm talking about right now. Because I'm gonna keep on going on with what I was talking about. So the point here I have is that I think the awesome thing is, is the the masses now have the power to talk to each other. Of course, this can be used for bad as well. It can be used to promote hate, hate speech, and everything like that. But podcasts, just as the internet, are a tool, and I think they're a great tool. And while it's created disruption and, and craziness so now, I think podcasts are the way that we. They're the the stabilizer amongst this like crazy fluctuation of, of everything that we have because they do allow people to talk and discuss, but also to humor, but also to promote ideas and like, and you can listen to other people talk about ideas. And of course that does sometimes create echo chambers where people just listen to things that they already believe and it's confirmation bias and they just further, the further believe the things they already believe without like realizing that there's another side. But again, that's, Something that I think as we get further on we'll start to teach each other not to do like careful of that And I think we already do hear a lot of talk about confirmation bias in the media these days People are starting to recognize it as a thing in these echo chambers Um, So I think podcasts are really like for the masses to communicate. They're just an awesome thing They're just like uh, and, and there will be a tool But as we learn to use the internet better We'll figure out how to filter out the crap the wheat from the chaff as it were and you'll just start to ignore those guys who are talking to stuff, and the, the people who have things that are good to say will be heard and listened to by the masses, and, and they won't be corporate driven, or sometimes it will. Sorry, I shouldn't say it won't, it won't be, but you know, it can be not corporate driven. It can be entirely purely ideological, if so, that's what someone wants them, or just for fun, or whatever. Um, for me, it's a creative outlet, and that's what I'm doing. So, as part um. As far as how podcasts go, how they're promoted, you know, nowadays it's all, well there's a couple of things. It's first on the podcast directories like iTunes and everything. When I upload a new podcast, uh, notifications will go to subscribers of my podcast. So anytime someone subscribes, that's how they find out about it. And the way these systems are all interlinked, I upload a podcast to my site, which automatically adds it to the document, which Apple automatically checks after so long, which Apple automatically then says, whoosh, and sends it out to all the, the, my subscribers that, hey, this guy's got a new podcast. Google's doing the same thing for me on their thing, and then so are all the other ones. So that's kind of how they're promoted. As far as there's a new episode out there, um, which is nice because that it's a way for the again the common man, the layman that doesn't have any money or anything like that. And right now, me as I'm doing this podcast on this iPhone, um, that's a way for us to get our stuff out to everyone and and let them know that it's out there. And then you could also do like uh, nowadays, if you know, if you want to really promote it. You got to do social media, you got to do Twitter, you got to do Facebook, the Instagram, and and uh, you want to have those things, both you want to post your new episodes on there, but maybe things you're interested in. For me on my um, friendly-outsider.com, it's, uh, sent, or Instagram I'm gonna have pictures of like Vancouver and stuff and when I travel places I go but I'm also going to put up videos like stuff that won't necessarily be a podcast but it's about you know still part of my entire creative outlet so a podcast nowadays you know initially it was just this audio file but a podcast nowadays has grown to encompass so much more than just that um, and so you got your, your regular social media like Twitter Instagram Facebook maybe TikTok maybe the kids are used I hear about this one I've never even looked at it but I'm not too sure but I'm sure you could you can also do marketing campaigns and there's uh, MailChimp is a marketing campaign tool which you can do. People subscribe for it. It's for subscribers and they can unsubscribe for it so it's not intrusive. People only get it if they want and it's an easy way for podcast distributors to put out things and see like what the response is so if they do have a new blog post go out they can see like what kind of people listen to it and, they, and you can get metrics on it and stuff like that. So um, that's ways people podcasts are promoted and how they're financially incentivized. Well there's advertising. So some people do like on-site advertising, they'll have like, you know, if it's a YouTube, they'll have like ads on their YouTube thing which break in or um, they might have a website on which they have advertising. Uh, A lot of podcasters are doing embedded ads where they actually read out ads as part of a read of their podcast. Um, So at the start they'll say, the sponsor for this podcast is So-and-so, and and they're sponsoring us for blah, 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 blah. You can listen to them. And then they say their name 400 times. So they get stuck in your brain. And then you know that if you need to hire someone, you can go to, and I'm not going to say it, but you can know that I have that site stuck in my head from hearing it so many times for those recruiters. I even gave away a little bit of a hint there. So um, other things, some podcasts are doing events now. Like so the, the podcast group or the person or whatever it is, they'll go and do live events with people and they'll record it or they'll, they don't even necessarily record it, they just go meet up with people. I mean you can do whatever you want really. Um, and then a lot of these guys will also sell merchandise, so you know these podcasts, they get memes going with them as they get followers and people who listen to them and like them. If they sometimes get jokes, they'll, they'll make a t-shirt that follows along with this joke and their listeners like to support them so they buy it, especially when they come to the event. So, the last interesting way that um, podcasts can be financially incentivized um, is through Patreon. So Patreon is an interesting thing, It's um, the way it works is content creators and that's YouTubers and uh, podcasters like myself and, and whoever, I mean it can be any kind of content creation blog, blogs if you want, you create a Patreon account and then you post a link to your Patreon account on your website And people who would like to patronize, but not in the looking down upon way, but rather the financially support way, can patronize your content. And so some people will donate, say like, you know, a dollar or $5 for each time you release a podcast or maybe a podcast on certain content. And, um, and, or they might just do a one-time only donation of ten dollars or they might do uh, you know five dollars a month just to keep you going you know to keep people motivated on a financial level so that they're not struggling to do their podcasts. Um, Patreon also allows you to do things like set like financial goals for the month and or or tiers so that you can actually have custom content that only goes out to specific um, to specific people who have donated a given amount so um, this is how people are making money off podcasts. And I believe that really brings to the end of my talk. I talked about, you know, what podcasts are and how they're marketed and what they are actually technologically underneath. Um, it's a, po- it's a thing I obviously feel strongly about being a podcaster. And as I said, you can check out everything on my podcast. You can find it at friendly hyphen or dot com. Um, and yeah, please subscribe, like, give me comments, any of that stuff, cause the more, buzz you generate the more something 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 either way I'm the friendly outsider and I've enjoyed this first ever tech talk that I've done I'm gonna have more to come and I'm gonna be talking about more stuff as well as I go forward so hope you're having a good day I'm gonna try and enjoy myself in this beautiful but cold snowy Canadian weather and I'll talk to you guys later I'm out